Hello, welcome to episode three of the BFS podcast. It's been the whole thing's been a learning process, and I'm really, really pumped at how excited the response I've gotten from people, how excited they are in their responses. It feels good. You know, you do something, and then people are like, oh, wow, you're doing something. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm doing something. Wow. Good for me. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, pretty tired, pretty sore. Been working on ramps. It's hard. Shout out to any of you guys out there that do real work, you know, construction or anything that requires your body and your hands. You guys keep the world moving. Shout out to you. So today I wanted to talk about a, um, a not super common issue, but uh, it's more on the business side of it. I'm going to talk a little bit about something that happened uh, yesterday into today involving the retail side of everything. Uh, so this generally how it works. Um, most brands do what they call MSRP or MAP pricing, minimum advertised pricing. When the uh, internet came along into the game, it kind of really messed things up because some people were they'd go in an online store, they would do this thing called price gouging, they drop the prices, then you go online, buy it for cheap, brick and mortar stores can't compare, then online competitors keep dropping the price a buck, five bucks, whatever, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just destabilizes the whole system. So MSRP and uh, map pricing really kind of keep the whole system kind of regulated so no one kind of runs away with it. So, and I think, it, it, I probably spoke to some of you scooter kids about this, that the, um, the scooter industry hasn't been great with this sort of thing. Uh, actually, I'll, one of the distros I deal with, which I will not name, they just did this really... Uh, I don't think it's a super ethical thing to do, but they uh, basically said they're doing this big sale. They dropped prices dramatically. I was like, man, look at these deals. I got to buy this stuff. And then uh, after a couple of weeks, they're like, hey, actually, these are, these are just the new pricing. This is the new map pricing. And it's pretty, pretty bad business practice to lead your customer to believe you're getting a deal and then being like, oh, it's not a deal because the deal is like oh it's a deal i better buy it while you know the, the price is good i better buy it then all of a sudden it's like oh wait no you just caught you just cut the pricing on all your scooters like dramatically so now you can buy it at walmart you can buy it on amazon it's less if i tried to price match that it, i can't compete with that so the scooter industry is a whole nother thing we can go into that another time i got some good i got some good stories about the scooter industry not uh conducting themselves very professionally but anyway today's about a different one it's actually involving uh the local bike company kink which are they're great uh is ter in terms of bmx brands go they really got their shit together i'm sorry they got their stuff together uh they've always seemed to be a little bit ahead of the curve with all the other brands they, they their, their shipping's always been good they they get orders out fast really in terms of how they uh, distribute their product and everything and their warehouse and all that stuff. They've, and, and, and warranty, they've always been great with that. Uh, so this story is just essentially going to point out one of the difficulties in being a smaller shop 
and uh, being a brick and mortar and competing in the uh, internet age. So right now, uh, the Kink 2019 models are all out. They've been out for almost a year. They released their bikes in the spring. They make great bikes. They've made the best bikes in the industry. You know, Spec vs. Dollar, they've been killing that since all the way back in like maybe 2011 when I was in Jersey at Planet Bike. We were selling kink gaps like crazy. Uh, and this story's about a kink gap. Uh, so I had a customer email me and they're saying, hey, I found this kink gap. It might have been a gap XL at uh, sourcebmx.com. It's 279 free shipping. And I said, huh. That's funny. Kink Gap it's supposed to be three sixty nine. That's a pretty significant price drop. And I know the twenty twenty bikes aren't out yet uh, because I've I've just now been able to see um, the twenty twenty uh, bike specs and pictures. I don't know if those are public yet. Might only be behind the scenes still. So I clicked on the link. The custom great. You know, Shout out to the customer for being like, hey, here's this, you know, can you price match? Here's a link to the product. I'm not trying to pull my leg or anything. So I clicked on the link. There it is, Source BMX. King Cap, 279, 275. I was like, that can't be right, you know. So then I went to my uh, dealer account website, logged in. And I looked at the, uh, they have a online, it's, it's, let's see, I have it in front of me, so I'll just, read it uh the blackout blackout distribution is who sells all the kinks brands kink cinema all that stuff so they have a kink uh kink blackout distribution pricing and online sales policy and it basically just says you know what we say is the price is the price you know don't price gouge basically you know the golden rule don't be a dick <laughs> and it says uh this rule applies to any product that is not discontinued or associated with a special promotion once an online is once an item is discontinued or it is on closeout, we will remove the minimum advertised pricing for those items. Upon the release of the map, when you log into your dealer portal, it will say, there's a note, it'll say, map released. Hmm, okay, and I thought, well, that's funny because the map is definitely not released on these new bikes. There's some more rules here about, like, dealing with Amazon and, and uh, well, actually, you're not allowed to sell kinks on Amazon unless they approve it, and if you sell them on eBay, you can't put a make an offer or best offer thing you have, just have to be you know because there's always going to be people trying to bend the rules to get, you know move that product you know and then it says here if uh, you're found violating any of the rules more than twice your account is closed so i thought that's pretty funny for a seller's biggest uh, source to be selling a bike at that cheap so then i actually well let me do, let me go check so i went over to the you know bikes look at the bikes and well sure enough um it says map released on that model it's like oh that's weird did they release the map on all the models so i looked at the other models and they certainly did not a lot of the bikes are out of stock because they're getting toward the model model year end so it's just that bike so i got in the horn called my sales rep <laughs> and i was yes yeah, so i was like what the so what's the deal with this? So th as it turns out, they had an overstock of that particular bike and color. Maybe people just didn't like it. I don't know. Uh, so they did a special promotion. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the promotion was, but 
it basically was, you know, a nice deal. If you uh, were a bigger seller and you could afford to buy a couple of them, you got a nice discount. And then you could, in turn, roll that discount onto your customer and move a little more products. For uh, a shop of my size, you know, I'm not going to go and buy... I'm lucky if I sell three of one model over the course of a whole year. You know, I might sell maybe 20 bikes a year. Uh, so I'm not going to buy three of one bike because the, the you know the line there's the there's the this the carve the kicker the 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 launch the gap the curb the the whip the downside there's so many models and so many colors like even if I sold one of each I probably would just get to 20, but whatever. So, what happened was, I was just, you know, caught in between. You know, Kink, obviously they want to sell all their models before the new models come in. It's kind of a weird mediator thing, uh, mediary thing, where you're talking about the supply and demand of the market, right? And the market dictates, but with, with when you have a distribution center, uh, a retail front, and then the consumers, it kind of throws me in the middle, and then these situations happen, uh, and in the past, I've worked for some shops where they would get really butthurt about it and, and call and complain and be like, whatever. But, you know, I have appreciation for the market and how the market works. So, I, yeah, they, they do what they do, you know. And their rules are made so they could be like, well, we removed the map pricing. You could sell it for less, too, except for if I price match that model for what the other guy was selling it for, I'd make like $45 to sell the bike or something. Uh which is probably still more information than I should give out about that sort of stuff. Because, not that anyone listens to this, but they could be like, Dave, you're uh, you're telling the consumers things they shouldn't know. And it's like, dude, they got, listen, you got Google. You could figure it out, okay? <laughs> and take a sip of coffee here. <sighs> out of my, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see my 50-50 skate park coffee mug. 50-50 skate park down in uh, Staten Island. Check it out if you're ever down there. Good people. Good people. We'll talk about them another time. Yeah, so um, just kind of get caught up in the middle there. I can only sell bikes for so much. I can only order so much. I can't, you know, buying bikes in general is a lot of product you have to sit on the shelf. Like when you walk into the shop, you know, oh, Dave's got eight bikes. The, the skate park's got eight bikes there, right? You got to imagine, you know, general markup is like 40%. So the bikes cost a little bit more than half, give or take, you know. So you look at those bikes, and if they're if they're still sitting there, that means I'm sitting on like, you know, two thousand bucks in inventory. That I'm just being like, someone please buy a bike from me. <laughs> Can't you see I'm in pain? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. These things always sort of happen. I like. This is one of the things we could do with this podcast is uh, give you a little insight to what it's like on the back half. Because kids always, they're like, they'll think I buy scooters on the scooter hut and then sell them to you for like the same price or like for $20 more, which is insane. Generally, in most industries, you'll you'll see like a 30 to 60% margin across the board. Uh, So it'll be like, you know, for the raw product to the manufactured product, from the manufactured product in China or Taiwan, China or Taiwan, to the company, which would be you know say it would be Kink, and then from that company to the distributor, distributor, and then from me to the consumer, and from the consumer to the whatever. So 
you know, it gets complicated. Uh, and if everyone wants a piece of the pie, it kind of makes prices go up and up and up. But then again, everyone in the market is watching each other. Uh, so little little basic economics for you there, kids. So what I, would, what I will say here is, you know, uh, good customer. You know, he's just came in for the first time recently, saw the bikes, wanted to get back in the riding. He uh, emailed me that, and obviously I, I want to get him on a bike. Uh, I told him I'd give him a deal. I can't do the I can't do a, that good a deal, but I was going. I would. I'm told I'm going to apply to him what I would normally do for a last year model bike. I think it's pretty fair. Uh, and he said, you know, I definitely want to keep my money local, which is you know everything you want to hear from a customer that they want to support you, they want to support local, they want to ride because riding bikes is like the greatest thing. And yeah. So hopefully he's going to come in later today. We'll get him on a bike. And uh, it's just like a happy little fairy tale. Another. It's an older guy, too. He hasn't. I think he hasn't ridden in a long time. He's got to be close to 50. So I get really pumped when we get like older guys who get back into it. They always get really psyched to get on the bike. And they're like the handlebars are so tall now. And they have the high rise stems. So it's like, wow, this doesn't feel like the worst thing ever on my lower back anymore. Although it still kind of sucks because you're still kind of hunched over, but whatever. Yeah, so there's a little little tidbit for you guys. A little story, a little, little background. You know, basically all my pricing in the shop is regulated between a, a scale like most brands will say. Some brands say this is the price you sell for. Some brands say this is the lowest and this is the highest. Uh, and so, you know, Some brands are like, dude, it's the Wild West. Do whatever the hell you want. Uh those brands kind of suck. But, yeah, there you go. Map pricing, MSRP pricing, buy a bike. King, pretty good company, good stuff, great bikes. I don't think anyone makes better bikes than Kink. I probably sold, like, a couple hundred Kink bikes in my day. Yeah, they look good, too. The thing with the Kink bikes is they were... They always respect good, but they didn't really look good. Like, back in the day, like, the Fit bikes looked great. The kinks respect better, better price per dollar. Didn't look as good, but in the last maybe four years, like the kink bikes look, they they're like really killing it. Rochester really should be proud that uh, not only to having a great skate park, they have uh, <laughs> a uh, local bike company. It's got to be one of the largest uh, rider-owned companies in the United States. Not like there's a lot of competition. You know, you got Sparky's brands in Florida, S and M in California, but they're here. They're doing it. Pumped on those guys. They're not going to listen to this and know I said that, but, you know, you got to be diplomatic. Yeah, so that's, that's it for today. Um, it is President's Day week, winter recess. Probably do want to talk a little bit about President's at one day. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, this will be up in a couple of days. Uh, yeah, thanks for everyone that's checked it out. And uh, same thing, you know, we got to get a certain amount of... Uh, ratings on in iTunes for it to even show me as having a rating there might be like a couple maybe a few, a few people did them in the last two days and it still says not enough ratings to give you an accurate rating so if you do listen to this in iTunes you know give me a, a rating I mean it'd be cool if it was five stars I'd settle for four if it was three I'd be a little disappointed if you gave me two I'd I'd, I'd it might, I don't know just don't give me a one star I'm not gonna sleep at night if I only get a one star review and uh 
I did get some uh, comments saying some other things you'd like to talk about. Feel free uh, to do that. If you listen to it on YouTube, shoot me a comment. We could talk about whatever you want, dude. Whatever you do. So, uh, yeah, that'll be it for Breaking Free Speech today. We got a, got the banner. If you're on YouTube, you'll see to my my left, your right, camera left, camera right. I don't, I don't know. Got this sweet Breaking Free Speech banner. It's all crinkly, but I emailed the company. They're going to send me a new one. Customer support. Kind of in line with this whole conversation, right? So, yeah. Remember, guys, talk to talk, walk to walk, shred the gnar. You can choose which order that goes, and uh, that'll be it for today. Check out 5050 Skate Park.